Hey guys, this is Bobby. I apologize. I'm going to post a new episode. We had some major technical difficulties. We're going to try this again, get this posted so everyone has this for their commute. Once again, the Bobcast. This should be the full episode with Brad. I apologize again. Here we go. Okay, here we are on the Bobcast. We are heading into week 10, episode 10. Uh, we will have a special guest tonight, Mr. Brad Fellman will be joining us, which will be awesome, and we will get in that later, um, but as usual, we will start out with the NFL recap, so let's get rolling. We started with a Thursday night game that was actually a pretty good game between the 49ers and Cardinals, and let me tell you, baby... Jimmy GQ is flashing those baby blues, and they are undefeated. The 49ers win 28-25 with the Cardinals pushing for a comeback. A definitely a fun team, but I would say they're eliminated at 3-5, staring upwards at a division of the 49ers at 8-0, the Cardinals and—or not the Cardinals, sorry—the Seahawks and the Rams. Next, we go to our final game in London to the home game of the— Jacksonville Jaguars and the Texans. The Texans took care of Minshew as Minshew Magic is dead. Texans winning 26-3. Minshew is done. He has been benched for a guy known as Big Dick Nick. And the Jaguars sitting at 4-5, and five, still in that division race. But the Texans move to 6-3 and three, uh, heading into the bye week. Next, the Bills are somehow 6-2. and two. When you look at your schedule, it makes sense. Beat the hapless Redskins 24-9. Josh Allen had a decent day uh, with a good rushing attack, but really it was Buffalo's defense shutting down Dwayne Haskins, who has now been named the starter. Uh, Adrian Peterson took the time back the time machine and came in with 108 yards but that wasn't enough again the bills win 24 to 9 moving to 6 and 2 next we go to the vikings and chiefs the legend of matt moore grows i don't think people are talking about matt moore enough Uh, this dude was literally coaching high school like four weeks ago and now he comes in through for 275 yards and a touchdown for a huge 26-23 win over the Vikings. They are finding their way without Mahomes, who will be back this weekend. The Chiefs are moving along. Again, the Vikings uh, didn't, didn't quite come through. And Tyree Kill, I don't know if you saw that play, but man, he is fast. Next, we go to the battle of the losers, the Jets and the Dolphins, the Toilet Bowl. And man, the Dolphins keep chugging along. They're like the little engine that could, and this time they finally could. They embarrass the Jets. Man, the Jets are bad. (laughs) Sam Darnold, those interceptions were gross. The Dolphins get their first win of the season. 26-18. 26-18. Both teams are now 1-7. and seven. I don't know who's going to get the first pick, man, but right now the Bengals are in the driver's seat. Next, we move to my Eagles versus the Bears. The Eagles were able to take care of business did just enough with a 22-14 win over the Bears. It, the score was closer than the game actually looked. 
man, I cannot tell you how painful, painful uh, the Bears are. And I couldn't stand being a Bears fan when you have to stare at Mitch Trubisky week after week, especially as you watch Mahomes and Deshaun Watson do so well. Remember, the Bears moved up to number two to take Trubisky over both Mahomes and Deshaun, and they are paying for it. He cannot throw the ball. It was ugly. The Eagles moved to five and four with a fighting chance, probably not for a wild card, but in the division hunt against the Cowboys heading into the bye week. Next, we have the Steelers and Colts. Man, the Steelers, Brad, your Steelers are coming back hard. They, with a huge win, 26-24, as as the as Mason Rudolph somehow goes game to game to win this. Now, the big issue, the big issue, as we pull up the stats here, is going to be the quarterback for the Colts. As Jacoby Brissett went out for, I was trying to, were, yeah, it was the old Brian Hoyer who seems to pop up at random locations, came in as a replacement. Jacoby Brissett was having a great year, was carrying the Colts, looked like a franchise QB, and this injury could be huge. The Colts moved to 5-3 and three and lose sole control of the division with that loss. Steelers, now 4-4. Four and four are in the fight in a very weak AFC before a possible wild card spot. So big win for the Steelers and the Colts have more question marks than before. The Panthers versus Titans, as you've heard, is our favorite uh, favorite Panthers team and one of the many Allens that was playing this week took a 30-20 to 20 win over the Titans. The Panthers are chugging along, ch- chugging along with Christian McCaffrey playing an insane, insane amount. He is right now responsible for 46% of the Panthers' offense. When Adrian Peterson had his MVP year that was just insane, he was 38%. This is unheard of the Panthers somehow five and three moving along with Allen and McCaffrey which might look like the future of the team the Titans in a very weak division moved to four and five there's still a chance but that wasn't good hope in the end well I don't even know what I'm saying tonight I'm sorry guys that made no sense but we'll keep moving along Seahawks Buccaneers the Buccaneers again are the fun most fun losingest team they lost to the Seahawks 40-34 to in overtime. Man, it is crazy watching these Bucks. I say again, you never know what's going to happen. But Russell Wilson throwing five freaking TDs in the win. Seahawks are 7-2, look very solid. Buccaneers 2-6, and six. I think we can cross them off. But again, they keep fighting, and man, keep throwing it to Mike Evans. I love you. 12 receptions, 180 yards, and one touchdown. Next, we go to another dumpster fire. Broncos, Browns. Broncos beating the Browns 24-19. Baker Mayfield shaved his face more in that in, during that game than they had touchdowns, and that's twice. The Browns are terrible. Their offense is all over the place. Freddie Kitchens looks lost, and a new lose to the Broncos, who... 
Brandon Allen, whoever that was, last start was in the Liberty Bowl in 2016 for Arkansas State. Don't ask me how I know that. But, yeah, when you're rolling that out there, you, you've you got issues. Uh, the Browns moved to 2-6, and six, Broncos 3-6, and six, neither team going anywhere this year. Next, we have our big upset of the day, the Chargers beating the Packers 26-11. to 11. The Packers forgot to show up in the sunny home of California. Meanwhile, the Chargers look like they're about to hit their stride in the second half of the season, which they always do, and start exploding for their playoff push. The Chargers are all of a sudden 4-5 and five in the playoff hunt, Packers 7-2, with a lot of question marks going into next week, but I'm sure they'll figure it out because, man, they've looked good up to that point. Next, we have the marquee game of the day with the Patriots falling to the Ravens 37 220. Man, Jackson looks like a video game out there. He has translated completely to the NFL, and it was fun to. Now, I don't think the Patriots have to worry about with the one loss, but they are still way in control of the division and the AOC, but the Ravens really making a statement in this game, moving to 6 and 2, control of the division, and playing for that number one seed in the AFC. Finally, we had the Cowboys-Giants, and man, did a cat cross, crash the party there. It looked like the Giants were going to pull away with this thing and upset the Cowboys, but they somehow, after Mr. Mister MetLife Cat made uh, one of the greatest touchdowns there is, the Cowboys were able to pull this thing out 37-18. to It was ugly for most of the game, and it was really that fourth-quarter push that did it. Now... Let's take a look at standings of where we're at in the week. And this will be super quick, but we're at the point where it's time to start paying attention to playoffs. So, on the AFC side, remember, this is a little more competitive than than, uh, anywhere else. We have the Patriots in the number one pole position still at 8-1. Baltimore Ravens at the two seed at 6-2. Houston Texans leading their division three seed at 6-3. And And Kansas City at the four seed 6-3 who are making it without Mahomes. We then move on to the two wild card spots with Buffalo in the first wild card spot at 6-2. Indianapolis at the second at five and three, followed by two four and four teams with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Oakland Raiders. On the NFC side, we've got San Francisco 49ers at the one seed at eight and zero, followed by the two seed the Saints at seven and one, the Packers with the three seed at seven and two, followed by the Cowboys at five and three. We then head to the two wild card spots with Seattle Seahawks at seven and two with the five seed, and Minnesota Vikings at six and three with the sixteen. We got the Rams looking in with five and three. Panthers at the eighth spot at five and three as well, and finally the Philadelphia Eagles at five and four at the nine spot. So it looks like for the Eagles, it's win the division or go home. And meanwhile, it looks like Carolina Panthers and the Rams have to giddy up and go uh, to take those uh, last two wild card spots. So it looks like we'll be have a fun, fun end of the year in the NFL. And from there, let's bring on our boy Brad. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the second return of a Mr. Brad Feldman to the Bobcast. Let's give a round of applause for 
Brad being here. Welcome, Brad. Thank you, Bobby. Really good being back. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to dive into some fantasy football action. Perfect. Well, we got the expert here. Of course, he's sitting at number one in the league right now. Numero uno. So we should be somewhat taking advice from him, I guess. I'm going to give out a lot of advice tonight. I like it. So let's get rolling with the review from last week. And we will start out with little old Clemson versus Matt's majestic team. Little old Clemson continues his reign of terror coming from the bottom Pushing to the top after a little stumble last week, taking out Matt's majestic team 130 to 113. That is now a four game losing streak for Matt's majestic team. Ooh, that is the wrong streak to have. Now, I, I want to dive into this you a little more because when someone's struggling like this, that was number one in the league, is the reigning champion. And had John Shadid move out of his house three weeks ago, what exactly is going on with this team, Brad? Yeah, I think all signs uh, would point to some some issues with with the helper moving out. Um, but I think that's the easy way out. I, th- I think we're looking at just starting the wrong players. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon on the bench with 24.4 points and Eckler got the start. 11.3 is decent, uh, but clearly started the wrong Chargers running back. And then, um, yeah, hard to start someone like Ronald Jones on Tampa Bay, but another one that you would have liked to see in there. Um, but, again, it's it's tough. Fantasy it's football tough. is a tough game. It is, especially when Ronald Jones would be taking the Zeke Elliott role right there. Yeah, not, Zeke, not many people making points. that start. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, mm. of course, on the other end, though, with uh, with little old Clemson, Russell Wilson really carrying the water on really not a great week from the rest of the team outside of Tyreek Hill on top of that. Yeah, Russell and Bustle is dominating. And I'm, I'm looking at his past few weeks here, and he's had a 19 of 17, but before that, 33, 38, then 16, 45. Dude is, you gotta, I got to look at like historically quarterbacks in fantasy because he is posting some high numbers. I mean, both quarterbacks here were were massive, yeah. but the, yeah. yeah, when you hit almost fifty points, that's going to do it. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, did you see him in that rundown, that touchdown? Dude is freakish. Free is fast. It's Nick fast. Chubb with eleven points, not as much as Cleveland's offense continues to sputter. But George Kittle for him actually showed up this week, yeah. Uh, which, I mean, we will probably highlight as we go, and I know we've talked about it, the struggle with tight ends in mm. fantasy this year. Uh, it's, been, it's been across the league, and really you only have three consistent scorers that if you have a tight end that really follow through. Yeah. Definitely the toughest position this year in fantasy. Not not an easy one to deal with. Disley, who went out uh, three, four weeks ago, hasn't played since. Is still the top fit uh, five uh, scoring tight end this year, which Jeez. shows you how bad it's been. Yeah. All right, let's go to your matchup next, if you want to call it a matchup, <laughs> with the blowout of the week. Knock on wood if you're with me. 177 to Ryan Rowdy Boys, 87. Tell me what happened here. Well, I think I think a few things happened. One, there's there was a lot of haters of a of a recent trade I made with uh, one Jagan. Um, but if you look at some of those players I acquired, Galladay twenty one, um, Godwin ten point four, which is 
is okay. Uh, Mac was on the bench too. So really, really, it's just looking at Kenny Galladay, who's been probably top five wide receivers in the past three weeks, which is great. I'm I'm excited about him. But again, it's it's McCaffrey. It's uh, just like dominance. He is just unstoppable. Um, and then you look at my quarterback situation, and I'm feeling pretty good with with my man Matt Stafford at 32 points. Kyler Murray sitting on the bench at 27. Um, it's just overall, it's it's overall looking good. Lockett getting 33.7. That's pretty unusual for him. Uh, I can't see it often, but if he's going to do things like that, he's going to keep getting the start. Yeah, and can't argue with that. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, of course, Matthew Stafford has been known to get hurt about this point of the year, and yep. we'll see if Kyler Murray, I mean, this is the usually the rookie wall. They're getting to the point where this is the most football they've ever played. Uh, if he can continue that until the late to late months, and, and especially now that uh, it looks like Arizona is out of the playoff hunt. Mm. But they are a fun team to watch. They are pretty fun. I like watching them. All right, let's move next. Oh, well, not much to say about Ryan's team. <sighs> Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, man. All right, let's go to the next where uh, there's another struggle bus going on. Avery's team versus Lambeau Leapers. Avery's team, this was the pillow fight of pillow fights this week. With Avery's team squeaking by with a win, 103-88 to against the Lambeau Leapers. Uh, Deshaun Watson continues to carry Avery's team. Um, but on the other side, Lambo Leapers, it looked like you had a shot at this one. And you flopped pretty big there when it really came down to it. And Thielen was not helping you. Oh, gosh. I should do some quick math here. Let's check out uh, Let's check out Lambo Leapers bench. So we're looking at about 58, gosh, 72. We're looking at a lot of points on the bench there. There's some. Yes, yeah, 74 s- points total on oh, the bench. Right, they added up for you. That's yeah. great. So, you know, Carson Wentz, I thought he was going to have a big week. He did not. Jimmy GQ, on the other hand, taking a little wink and calling Aaron Andrews, baby. He deserved doing that when you're dropping dimes like that with a huge game by him. Stud. Um, Meanwhile, Avery's team, they're consistent. But the last couple weeks, they have uh, dropped off scoring-wise, but still managed to pull out these wins. Yeah. Yeah, his team is still dangerous. I mean, the league says he's in second place. Josh Jacobs and Dalvin Cook, they might be the best one-two running back combo in the league right now with uh, with with all our teams. Yeah, it's, it's good. I like Josh Jacobs a lot. I got him in my, my other league, so I'm a big fan of his. And you and he still had Kenyon Drink on the bench with another twenty six points. Gosh, which with that trade to Arizona looks like a pretty good. Yeah, going from Miami, Arizona looks like it could really really do well. There's a there's a three back scenario though. I mean, David Johnson's back. I think uh, what's his name Edmonds is also back in the picture. There's that's going to be tough. I think it for is. him to keep up. Yeah. So, all right, let's move to the next pillow fight with, of course. Another top-ranked team in our league, MVP Mahomes and Coors Inheritance. MVP Mahomes has been struggling with his Mahomes MVP out of the lineup, but he has managed to squeak this one by beating Coors Inheritance 105-81. to Tell me what happened here uh, to our good friend Elliot in losing very badly. Well, I think Bobby, you put it you put it best um, in that text when you said Elliot. I think you forgot how to play fantasy football. Um, that's just what it's looking like right now, uh, Elliot. Your team had some buys and some 
maybe not injuries, but just, I guess, Kareem Hunt sitting on the bench. He's coming back, but ugh, it was ugly. It's it just was ugly. real bad. When, and you're, with, when you're starting two tight ends yeah, in, with, a, in a season where tight that, ends are struggling. That's not a great sign for no. uh, what your team is. And what we're also not talking about is the frantic call I was getting and text asking why he couldn't pick up uh, DJ, DK Metcalf at right. the same time on Sunday and had to explain to him that, that you just dropped him waivers. waivers. Yeah, yeah, a little unfortunate there because I think Metcalf put up some serious numbers. But uh, yeah, Elliot, you're, hopefully your team's looking better this week because you need a you need a little comeback here. Meanwhile, MVP Mahomes. Let's look here, especially being him being so high up in the league. Kirk Cousins, after pooping the bed last week, still drops twenty seven points. And Emmanuel Sanders, former looks- Steeler who looks like he is uh, in the right situation on San Francisco, another 20. But the rest of the team really didn't carry any weight on these couple weeks where you needed it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Evan Ingram because he looks like he's got an injury here, and he's been one of the better tight ends. So that's No, that's true. It's, he's officially already ruled out for uh, wow. for this weekend. Gosh. Um, and on top of that, there was a lot of points on the bench for – uh, for MVP Mahomes, as we go, Darren Williams uh, with oh. 19 points. Uh, you more... see his touchdown in that game? That was yeah. He was fast. He's... Do you know who was faster? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yep. So he had a monster game. Moore had a monster game. Samuel had another big game, and Carlos Hyde had another 14 points. So it wasn't like the points weren't on the team. You just didn't start the right right ones, and it also doesn't help when Aaron Jones, who has been a monster this year. Uh, laid an egg with the rest of the Packers team and only put up three points. Ugh. Yeah, 24.5 points is what they projected on Yahoo here, according to the video, and he did not do that. No, he did not. All right, let's go to the last matchup. That would be True Philly Scumbag versus Jagan. And the bet for this, because I don't think I said that last week, was for a nice big bottle of brown liquor. That's right, some bourbon. And it looks like I will have a bottle coming my way after this week with a 128-79 to point win. Wow. That's a big win. That's a big win, man. a big win and a very nice win because, uh, once again, I blew out of projections uh, with a measly 103 projected, had faith in my team, and yeah. the computer, who doesn't seem to like me, just doesn't understand that. My team's better than that. You're really enjoying that underdog role, aren't I you? Am. Yeah. I am. I am. The hungry it. dog's got to eat. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a big game by uh, by Evans once again, dropping 30 points. He has been phenomenal. Josh Allen has been super consistent for me, and Singletary, who I picked off of waiver uh, off of uh, waivers from Elliot, who dropped him. Le- Last week, for who knows what reason, got another 21 points against the Skins. Uh, it was just an all-around big day where Zach Ertz actually had a great day, too, with another 20 points. Again, where where he has really struggled in the tight end position and was able to pull through, especially with the Saints uh, being on by. And then also Samuels picking him up as Connor went out to uh, fill that running back position. Uh, that was great. Uh, Indianapolis defense. That's who Elliot needed to pick up and drop Singletary with. So, oh, gotcha. Well, that was the wrong move. Well, he's got the Patriots defense. So I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Well, and he started the Patriots defense too, which was even worse. Okay. 
Sorry, so, Elliot. Elliot, what the hell are you doing? Man? Come on, man. Um, on the other side of jagging, Gardner Minshew's magic has run out, as I mentioned earlier, um, and Big Dick Nick is about to step in, but nine points didn't start the day off out in London, and uh, you were just never able to catch up, even with Derrick Henry dropping a 23-er on, uh, on this week. Mm. Gosh. So with Tough that, one, Jaggin. It is a tough one. So Jaggin now in a dangerous place as we get to playoff positioning. So let's go over where, uh, where we're ranked. Uh, number one in the league, knock on wood if you're with me, with 1,200 points. You're almost 300 points more than the number two spot Avery's team at 1,095 points. Yeah, I'd round up to 1,300 there. 1,291. I like 1,300. 1,200 seems low. Yeah, we'll just say 1,300 there. (laughs) Followed by Avery's team, we have MVP Mahomes, who's still pulling along with his best player out at... with 1,038 points. Close behind him at the four spot is True Philly Scumbag with 1,035 points. Then we move to the five position to the next, well, really, it's not a grouping anymore, the one, five, and four team, Little Old Clemson with with 1,028 points. And then the six position with Matt's Majestic team sitting at four and five in the next grouping with 1,017 points. Right behind him, we have Coors Inheritance at 4 and 5 with 1,002 points. Followed at the 8th spot with Jagan at 3 and 6, and Lambo Leapers at 3 and 6, and Ryan Rowdy Boys rounding us out with 2 and 7. So, with that said, before we look at the, what the playoff matchups would be, what are your initial thoughts? We're uh, more than halfway through the year and kind of closing in on, on the uh, playoffs of where everyone sits. Yeah, I would say it's. It's definitely taking more shape. I think for a while it was pretty even in that middle pack. Um, gosh, I I think it's it's more battling for that fifth and sixth position. I I think Elliot's still in there, and James and even Lambo Leapers is still alive. And Ryan's Rowdy Boys probably has to win out to have a chance. But it's uh, it's anyone's game. It really is, especially with Matt's Majestic King sliding as much as he did. Mm. I did not expect him to be at that sixth spot this quickly. I thought he'd be able to hang a little further up, but here we are. So with that said, let's look at the playoffs. Sitting in the one spot with the bye, we have Knockin' When You're With Me, the two spot with the bye, Avery's team. And then at the four and five matchup, we have Philly Scumbag versus Little Old Clemson. Ooh, I like that matchup. That one looks good, and I I kind of like that as well. And then we move to the three and six matchup with MVP Mahomes net versus Matt's majestic team, which at this point in the season doesn't look like it's going to be that fun to watch. Yeah, we'll see if it if it sticks to that there. Okay, and there's the recap of last week. So with that said, we will head into a special segment with Brad here, uh, and we hope you enjoy. All right, here we are at a brand new segment called Who's Your Rival? We figured that if this league is going to stick around a little more, we need to start figuring out who the rivals are. So... My good friend Braden here have gone through every team, figured out who is each other's rival, and I think Brad is actually gonna say what team each team should actually be named on top of it. Isn't that right, Brad? Yeah, I think some people forget uh, one of the more important 
elements of fantasy football, and that's and that's team names. Um, and I think Bobby sort of started that up uh, last year with you know the voting for the team names, and that was such a hit, and and that's great. That's like to me, that's sixty percent of fantasy football. So what what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about the rivalries. We're going to give that rivalry a team a, a name. That way you can keep that rivalry forever. And then I'm going to assign you new team names. And I would expect that you change your names to that team name um, in the very near future. I like it. I like it. All right. What do we have first up, Brad? All right. Well, I think uh, who's the boss? And that is the classic rivalry of Matt Gordo against... Capri's going because who is the boss? Cabram. Yeah, it's always the debate, especially with those two. Matt might have started the company, but we know where the real brains are at. Who's the boss? All right, next one we have You Suck Elliot. And that is obviously me and Elliot's rivalry team. Uh, that's that's like what, a, what it is, you know? Um, because Elliot, you suck, man. Sorry. You really do, Elliot. I can't agree with that name more. Okay, but I gotta, I gotta back up. I'm sorry. So I got way ahead of myself, Matt. Your your new team name. So if we're backing up to the who's the boss rivalry, Matt. Your new team name is Jarvis, and that is because your team is robotic, like Jarvis from Iron Man. Plus, you got Jarvis Landry, so it's just too easy. Boom. Uh, Cabe, where? What do we got for you? I mean, Lambo Leapers. That's that's clever, but right now your team is a bunch of Lambo sleepers. So sorry, man. That's just how it is. Boom, roasted. And then, uh, all right, now let's move to Elliot. You suck, Elliot. You suck, or you suck, Elliot. Whichever you prefer. Yeah, whatever it goes. So uh, my t- new team name is is going to be Knock on Woods. If you're behind me, because I'm in first and everyone's behind me. Is so. that sexual as well? It could be. Yeah. I will give Bailey a shout-out because she helped me with that team name. I approved. It was good. Perfect. Uh, Elliot. And so it is sexual. It's a little sexual. Okay, It's a little sexual. Elliot, your new team name, I had like three in mind. The one I think I I really like the most is the CCC, and that's the Chorus Community College because, let's face it, Chorus Inheritance is really struggling right now with the way your team's playing. And she does have her dad's brains. Yes. So that doesn't help. That doesn't help, yeah. So, yep. Ellie, you suck! That was the rivalry. So, <laughs> good. All good. right, let's move to the third third one. All right, we got we got Adam versus James in the foreign feud. Ooh! Yeah. Accents all around this one. Yeah, it's uh, that's an intense rivalry where you just, like, I don't know, you use your accents and you use your foreign whatever you guys do over in I other mean, countries. They like, they like rugby more than football is part of the problem with that rivalry. It is, and but you know what the problem isn't? The South African rugby team. Cause yeah, that is shit. a good win. And they, I actually don't know if uh, Jag and James really likes rugby, but I just assume so because he's foreign. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he probably likes cricket too. Probably. Yeah. So Adam, your, your new team name is Mr. Sanderson because... Emmanuel Sanders is dominant right now, and it's just like Mr. Anderson. And so that's from The Matrix, correct? That's The Matrix, thank okay, you. Okay, got thank it, you. got yep, it. Good, yeah, good, for, good, all, good. for all you millennials that don't remember those movies, they were pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. first one was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Dodging bullets and all that crap. Uh, James, um, your new team name is previously owned by Brad, <laughs> because your team is essentially my old team. You have four of my players. Yeah, you basically traded your whole team over to him. Previously owned by Brad. He is trying to go off your coattails. 
I mean, I think it's going to work out for him. I still think Jaggins got a, a good chance. Jaggins really co- actually confident, and he has told me that he is he really thinks he's winning out from here on out to pull in the playoffs. So, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. So I was going to say boom roasted, but actually that might be a good thing, especially when you're going up the coattails of Brad. True. 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 Because knock on woods, if you're behind me, am I right? Hello. All right. The next rivalry we have. How dare you taking my Clemson name? And that is Bobby versus Patty Mac. Pat, I hate you, man. Taking his you're the worst. Uh, so, Bobby, your your new team name, should you choose to accept, and you better, uh, is lucky number sevens because Mike Evans right now is your lucky number sevens. Am I right? Uh, maybe is his number seven. No, but Evans sevens. I mean, I get it, but there's no other sevens on the on the team. That's fine. Lucky number Evans. I like that. No, well, okay. And it's also my brother's name. All right. Well, you can you can change. That's true. Okay. That's true. You do what you want with it. Okay. The idea is there. Uh, Pat, your new team name is Big Dick Clemson because I don't even think I need to explain. I I actually kind of like that name. I, <laughs> I will give the Clemson name with that name because that's good, awesome. It's got a good ring to it. Now I also want another add another rival to Pat, and just to make this clear, Pat. The other rivalry you have to worry about is a Mr. Paul Burns. Because God forbid you actually win this thing, Paul will never let you hear the end of it and will take credit for the whole thing. So you got another rival there, so you better end that quickly. So Mr. Paul Burns coming in from behind with uh, with the draft. Yeah. Knock on woods if you're behind me. Right? <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> All right, what do we got? We got, oh, last rivalry here is the dubious unreconciled guys house chores list and that is between mr ryan spear and avery um, i heard they hated each other i heard this is this could be the best rivalry i heard ryan punched avery in the face i did not hear that but i, I heard could, that avery farted on ryan's pillow i heard that one out. i heard Think that out. one yeah gosh that one sounded <laughs> yeah that rough. one was brutal so ryan your your new team name is the Odell Beckham Jokers because your team, like Odell Beckham right now, is, is kind of a bunch of jokers. Yeah. So Hunter Renfro has scored more uh, touchdowns. Yeah. Than so in Odell case Beckham. you in case you haven't seen that that tweet, it's uh, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, and Avery, what do we got here? You know, I kind of ran out of ideas on this one. I it sucks that it's last. Dalvin and the Cook Monks because your team revolves around Dalvin right now. So Dalvin and Cook, it's just all in the name. It's all there. It's all inclusive. It's all Dalvin Cook. And it was a callback from last year. Throwback. And, yeah. Totally. Which yep. Dalvin wasn't even on that team. That's right. Yeah, which was a little weird. That is. Hey, do you know what else I heard? What's that? That Avery went in the refrigerator and everything that was labeled Ryan, he licked it. Oh, sh. It was brutal. Gosh. I heard Ryan got mono for a month after that. Oof. 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 I was about to say something that I would regret right there, and so I'm going to end that there. That's our segment. Hey, All right, there we go. Rivalry. So, Gwen, you play your rival again. I'm going out there, guys. Let's get some bets going. Let's start. Let's start getting getting some real heat in this. I want to hear bets going on in between rivals, in between matches, and uh, yeah, let's make that happen. So, there are your rivals. There are your new team names, and we will now. Move on to what's happening next week in our league. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. It's not fair 
to deny me of the cross I bear that you gave to me. You, 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 I don't know. Boom! Right into next week. Call back to when we used to be able to play uh, 90s songs, but then I got big and started subscribing, putting my podcast on like real places and copyrights became an issue. So that's, so, so that's what you get instead. That, yep. is, that is the official theme song of the Ryan versus Avery rivalry. Again, that's the Unreconciled Guys House Chores list. Yep. Oh man, did you hear about that one time when... Avery went and mowed the lawn and took the grass clippings and put them in Ryan's bed and Ryan woke up with rashes the next morning. Oh, it's it was wild. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into what's happening next week. Uh, we've got some big matchups again. We're going into rivalry. Uh, not rivalry week. I got rivals on the mind. Hey. We're going into the playoff push here. Uh, we finally have hit the rotation where we're going to start replaying people. We won't be replaying everyone, but we're going to hit some of the early people early on, which, of course, teams look a lot different than they did week one. Isn't that right, Brad? Yeah, pretty different. Um, I think Yahoo forecasted, like, uh, Ryan to win the league, and it's just not it's just not panning out for and Yahoo. here we go. Here we go. Yep. So, let's start out with my matchup, True Philly Scumbag versus Car- Coors Inheritance. Right now, we got a projected total of 120 for Cora's inheritance and a meager 108 for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, Bobby's just like smiling over here because he knows he's been the underdog the past four weeks. He's on this four game win streak. He is just smirking and enjoying life and knowing that he's in a pretty good spot. I will say, too, and I don't know what is about my team, but. The computer has ranked me pretty low. I, w- I went back, actually, last night because I was curious when I saw this. And out of the nine games we have played, I have blew away, not just like gone past, blew away the points totals that they had listed as me seven times. And it's not like I'm sa- like bragging about like blowing it away, but the points totals were down in like the 101s, 102s, and I was like... 30 or 40 points above it. So I don't really know what the computer thinks of my team, but it's obviously not great. It's not. It's not. But, uh, I mean, even still, Elliot's team's looking pretty good this week. I like I like some of his matchups. I think I think that Atlanta-New Orleans game is always uh, just like a track meet, back and forth. I think Julio puts up some big numbers. I think Michael Thomas does. I think both of them have some big games. The, the receivers definitely scare me. And, of course, famous Jameis. Uh, I like I like Elliott's move there to have Jameis starting across yeah. Mike Evans. The Cardinals are going to be rough on defense. I like I like at least thirty points from Jameis. Yeah, and but again, I'll go back to saying he can counter anything Mike Evans does with Jameis up there. That's true. And, That's true. Uh, which of course Mike Evans has been great for me this year. I have Josh Allen at Cleveland, which of course Cleveland is a mess right now. Uh, Golden Tate at the Jets. I, I I'm actually surprised for how low his projection is. I think that's going to be a lot higher, especially against the Jets, who are an absolute dumpster fire. And especially also with Evan Ingram out, I think Golden Tate sees some more targets. Agreed, agreed. And then of course we're still waiting to see if Kamara is officially back. He practiced yesterday, limited. They're saying he's going to go in. We'll see exactly what his role is coming in. Connors is still out, so we have Samuels up, uh, and then Singletary in the flex. 
And I'm fe- I I look at my team and I say I should win this, especially when Elliott's starting once again two tight ends. Yeah, it's just, I, it make does it make sense to me, Brad? I'm, Am I I'm, going crazy here? I'm looking at his bench, and he's got he's got five players, including the New England defense, his top scorer on the on the bye. So he's he's kind of in a rough place. I still like his lineup. Uh, the two tight ends thing throws me off a bit. Kareem Hunt throws me off. I just don't see they, them giving them him that many carries. With so actually, a little little tidbit on Kareem Hunt uh-huh. because. I mean, Kareem Hunt is an awesome football player. Of course, he was suspended nine games for the domestic abuse. He was dropped by Kansas City and signed by Cleveland last year. Now, when you have Nick Chubb as your number one, who actually has been running it well, but Freddie Kitchens just can't decide to actually keep giving it to Nick Chubb, uh, they're saying this week Kareem Hunt will be limited in his touches. He will be playing. He'll be limited. And the mm. second week they're going, and they're doing a weird make-it-up-as-you-go game plan with play calling, which with Freddie Kitchens sounds like it is going to go from bad to worse very quickly. Gosh, I hope that game is on TV. That'll be a fun one to watch. That will. So, I am... I have a tough time choosing myself when I have a 108 projection here. I actually think I am going to lose to Elliott splitting this year at 1-1 one and one with the times we play play each other. I just think four four wins in a row was great, but you know what? Everyone loses, and uh, and we'll see how it goes from there. But that's my choice, and I'm taking Cora's inheritance over me. Classic underdog card that Bobby's playing there, but I'm also taking Elliott. I like it. I like it. Also, Elliot, stop jo- just tearing my boy Josh Allen down. Josh Allen has been a great fantasy quarterback. I went through. He is the most consistent player on my team. I can guarantee 22 to 24 points from him pretty much every week. So, you you lay off of him there. Suck it, Elliot. Suck it, Elliot. You suck. All right. Next, we go to Avery's team versus MVP Mahomes. Now, this when this started, Avery was playing his first ever, ever fantasy football game. And man, has things changed with their both at a 6-3 and three record. The boss to his protege, the boss to his sales guy. And right now, Avery's team is projected 119-100 to 100 to beat MVP Mahomes. Gosh, I think this one, this one could go either way. I think it's like a, if Mahomes plays... MVP Mahomes takes it. I heard today, again, I read that Mahomes is starting. I'm surprised it hasn't been changed yet. Um, But I really don't think, I mean, if you're coming back from a dislocated knee, I know Mahomes Mahomes is great, but 29 points I think is reasonable for him. I just don't expect a 40-point game for him. I, I don't think the Tennessee defense is anything good. I think if he's healthy, he's playing in full, he could easily put up 30 points. Now, uh, Eric Ebron, I don't know why that projection is that high either. Um, Ebron is now... Dolphins uh, defense. But it's tight end. He's now tight end number two with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. Uh, Yeah. So uh, that's definitely interesting. Emmanuel Sanders had a great week last week, but again, going against Seattle's defense at Seattle... That that's a little nerve wracking there, uh, but Aaron Jones against Carolina, um, especially after the way he played last week, I feel good about that matchup right there. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Josh Jacobs right now on Avery's team, and they're playing. They're starting in two minutes here. That'll be a good yeah, game. That's going to be yeah. Um, I think he puts in. I think he puts in another good performance. He's he's fun to watch. Have you watched him play? I have. I think he's great, it's but good, mainly good it's because uh, I enjoy him because we beat his face in in the national championship last year, and I'm usually watching for Hunter Renfro That's right. because, as you guys know, my dog is named after Hunter Renfro, and so when Hunter Renfro scores a touchdown, he gets a treat. So that's usually what we uh, we go off of. And lately, Hunter has found his NFL body and uh, has gotten the end zone quite a bit. Dude, dude's killing it right now in, in football. Now, again, I want to go over a little more on Avery's team just because he is a contender. Uh, Dak Prescott against Minnesota's defense. I don't that especially after last week with the way uh, Dak played against the Giants defense. I don't see that going well. Uh, Amari Cooper, the same thing. When you have Dak throwing to Amari, don't see that going. Uh, is Devontae Adams officially back? It looks like he's back. He played last week, didn't he? Okay, I knew he was questionable up until the end. Uh, Hooper, I mean, he's been phenomenal Hooper. this year uh, against Hooper, New Cooper. Orleans. Uh, I, I think he will do well. But again, we go to Kenyon Drake, who is in the predicament with the three running back system going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, st- I still like Avery's team here. I, I do like Avery's team here. So I'm yeah. going to go with Avery's team to knock MVP Mahomes down a peg and out of that first place tie um, and Avery's team to move to 7-3. and three. Yeah, I like that call. Okay, let's go to little old Clemson versus Ryan Rowdy boys. Once upon a time, this was a bottom-dweller matchup, but man, have things changed. Right now, we have... Little old Clemson with a projected. Oh, I guess the game just started, so that's why it says live. Yeah. So projected at a 122, and Ryan Rowdy's boys at uh, 91 points. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's that much to say. I think it's little old Clemson. It's it's little old Clemson, and his team right now is the scariest team in the league. Everyone dogging Drew Brees, and I will get on that again. <laughs> Drew Brees is back, and man, did he come back last week. He was he was phenomenal. I know he was on little old Clemson's bench. Uh, but yeah, I like that move, too, where little old Clemson seems to be understanding football a little more. Russell Wilson going against San Francisco's defense, that was a great move. That's a great move. I mean, I will say Kyler Murray put up some points against San Fran. I think that was out of the ordinary. Drew Brees is the queer start here against Atlanta. He could put up 50. So, um, yeah, Lowell Clemson is in bye week hell here, but I, his team is deep enough where I think he can he can fish through and uh, pull this win out. Yeah, Lowell Clemson for me. Okay, let's head to the next matchup. All right, two teams needing a win in the worst way possible. We have Matt's Majestic Team versus Jagan. I put this as the game of the week for me because yeah. both of these guys... It's a winner go. This might be a winner go home situation. Here. I agree. This is absolutely that. Um, so right now we have Matt's majestic team projected at one twelve and Jagan projected at one o eight. So let's sit a little bit and marinate in what this beauty of a matchup is. What jumps out at you first, Brad? I think what jumps out is is Lamar Jackson. I think he watching him last week just beat up on the Patriots was such a good sight to see. I'm not a Ravens fan. I hate the Patriots. Always have. Always been a Steelers fan. Watching him just do his thing was pretty unbelievable. 
No, I mean, watching, I've been, I love Lamar. The only thing I've always had against Lamar is when he won the Heisman, it should have been Deshaun instead. <laughs> but Lamar, I watch a lot of Lamar games in college. I think he's fun to watch. It's fun to see Baltimore actually coach around Lamar and play to his strengths. And that showed last week. And man, do I think he's about to run ham on a winless Cincinnati starting a rookie for the first game this week. Yeah, they're terrible. Cincinnati yeah. Bengals are off. Uh, meanwhile, on the other end, Matt Ryan, your previous quarterback going against New Orleans. Uh, do you think they have any fight in them at this point in the season? Gosh, he's coming off of maybe one, two weeks out. Uh, they're they're up against a tough... I think that New Orleans defense is pretty underrated. I think their their offense gets a lot of credit, as they should, but I think Matt Ryan struggles in this one. I do, too. Now, Tyrell Williams, who actually is super underrated. I like him a lot. He's actually playing right now. I think that could be um, a big game-changer for Jagan. Um, he could go really far, but he's also uh, also in the Cardinals' three-running-back situation with David Johnson. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that could also hinder hinder his chance to win there. You wonder why DJ is not getting the clear start. I mean, he's 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 talented. There's something going on. There's there. something I that we that don't injury, know. There's yeah. something we don't know. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, it looks like we are going Melvin Gordon this time. Ooh, Eckler um, just did something. Oh, Eckler! Eckler just got two points on there. Wow. Oh, Big we moves. got two running backs playing right now. So yeah. we are going full Chargers running back on Matt's majestic team. Um, and I'm going through and it's not, uh, well, you, it's going to be either Jones or one of those two. It looks like Matt's Majestic team is really fighting for running backs right now. Yep, it does. But he's... Yeah. Melvin Gordon just got something too. So All right. Looks like they're going to rotate him Things through. Um, you know what? After going through this... I actually think that Jagan is going to win this. You're taking Jagan? I'm taking Jagan. I think he comes back. I like where his team is sitting right now. I like who he's starting. Um, and I think he's going to make this league real interesting with a win here and make a couple people sweat. I don't know if he's going to hit the playoffs, but I think he steals one here, especially with some of the matchups he's got going with his guys. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty torn. I'm pretty split on this one. I think I think Matt takes the edge. Uh, I think he gets the edge here. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, Brad for Matt and Bobby for Jagan. And Jagan, I can't wait for my bourbon. I have some good feelings that it's going to be a good one. <laughs> also, I have a bet with Elliot this week for a six-pack of Miller. So, oh, I heard about that one. Yeah. There, there might are we be... talking High Life? Are we talking Light? What are we talking? Oh, Miller Light for sure. Although High Life, the champagne of beers I got an affinity for. Nice. Elliot started getting weird there with the bets. We won't go into it. Brad, you saw what was going on there. I don't know what he was thinking I that think day. It's, I don't think that it's, it's yeah, right for but the podcast. We settled on a six-pack of Miller, and yeah. we're good. Yeah. Elliot, you suck, and you're weird and sick in the head. <laughs> okay, now we go to the other matchup here with uh, our Brad's team. Knock on wood with your with me versus Lambo Leapers. Right now, Brad, you're projected at the week high of 132 against Lambo Leapers, a projection of 105, which is actually one of Lambo Leapers' higher projections in recent memory. Yeah, I think I think it's it's going to be interesting. I think my team really did a lot last week. This could be one of those games where they don't do as much. So what was your thought process in 
Kyler Murray over um, over Stafford. Over Stafford this week. Tampa Bay defense. Okay, that's it. Tampa Bay. The Yahoo's telling me the fourth easiest defense for quarterbacks. Uh, I thought Kyler looked good last week. Obviously, Stafford did too. He's up against a tough, tough in Chicago defense. Stafford's going to be great for me in a few weeks, but right now it's Kyler Murray. And Galladay on your bench as well, which yeah, the only he also argument had is, another is that Chicago, did, Again, Chicago, team, Chicago defense. Well, the Chicago team looks pretty defeated, so who knows? Maybe the walls finally fall down when you got Mitchell Trubisky turning off TVs because he doesn't want to hear the bad people in the room telling how bad he is. That's, yeah, he's got to deal with that. Uh, but Lockett was great last week. He's getting the start. I still have faith in Godwin. He's he's put up a couple mediocre weeks, but we've seen what he did at the beginning of the season. I think he bounces back against Arizona. Cooper Cup uh, is right now in my flex position. Y- you can't not start him. So those three even are against start. Pitt's defense because Pitt's defense seems to have figured some things out, especially the Mecca Fitzpatrick, um, who at first people were, when it was looking like you were going to have a top five pick was looking bad but now that you guys are are suddenly pulling it in there Micah Fitzpatrick is looking like he's a stud an absolute gift to yeah. you guys love that love that pickup obviously Steelers fan I mean Cup had 32 points two weeks ago coming off a bye they're well rested yes it's Pittsburgh but I think Cup continues to put up big numbers Mac too it's always great to see that MIA um, in the who they're playing that week, Mac against you. Love Miami. to see any player against Miami. Yeah, that's, right. that, that's a good feeling. Meanwhile, on the other side, we got Jimmy GQ up in the starting spot, uh, which is really the first time that's happened. Partly because Wentz is on a bye week, um, but he looks like he's doing. I mean, really, the Thielen, the Thielen starts going to be questionable. Yeah, is he is he playing or what? Uh, I don't know because last week he was supposed to play, and before I mean he no, was active. He was active when game started, and they pulled him. It was like a Deshaun Jackson type. Uh, I've been th- I've been thinking about this. You know how they changed it from they used to have more designations for injured players. There was the probable and the questionable and the doubtful, and there was maybe one other, and then they just changed it to questionable and I think doubtful. I think that allows too much just uncertainty and doesn't know what fantasy owners should do. This is probably for another segment, but it's it's tough to know what's really going on. There's, on some there's of these been a teams. couple couple issues this year. John David Johnson was a big one where he was supposed to be starting, and Edwards went nuts, and yeah. people were pissed. And then, of course, the twi- uh, the Cardinals Twitter made fun of every fantasy owner that had David Johnson yeah. over. Edwards. Um, I guess the one thing that jumps out is, do you think Gurley will, with a week off, um, will be be kind of the closer they envisioned and get in the end zone maybe for a couple touchdowns um, to get some points on the board? Or do you think Gurley's done? Steelers' run defense is pretty solid. That's where they excel. I don't see Gurley putting up a huge number this week. I like they're projecting 11.76. Yeah, maybe ten. I don't. I don't see him going going off here. What a year makes, man! You were unstoppable last year with Kamara and Gurley on your realm. And Gurley, I mean, he he can barely run on the field at this point. Oh my! How the mighty have fallen. All right, so I am going knock on Woody through with me. Sorry, Lam- Lambo Leapers, but there looks like too much firepower to really. I'm picking my team too. Feeling good about him. Like it. So let's run through this quickly. We got True Philly Scumbag versus Cora's Inheritance. We have Brad picking True Philly Scumbag. Why, wait, did you or did you pick Cora? 
No, I, I picked Elliot. We uh, both picked Elliot. Oh, we both picked Elliot. Yeah. Oh, we both picked Elliot to win that one. Next, we've got Avery's team versus MVP Mahomes. Both of us picked Avery to take over the boss and company next week. Next, Little Old Clemson versus Ryan Rowdy Boys. A unanimous pick of Little Old Clemson. Matt's Majestic Team versus Jagan. Here, we have a split decision with Brad going to Matt's Majestic Team and Bobby going to Jagan. Although, Matt's Majestic Team already has 14 points with his running backs. Yeah, looking um, good. So and the that, uh, LA defense. That could be big. Oh, LA defense. Yeah, oh, and so then never mind. So that yeah. doesn't count. All right, and then finally, we have Knock on Wood if you're with me versus Lambo Leapers with both of us going Knock on Wood if you're with me. Boom. Boom. There we go. Week 10 coming up. Brad, do you have any other extra comments, thoughts, rants you want to go on? Uh, come over on Sunday if you want to watch some football. I got red zone and a couch. See you there. Did you hear about that one time? Oh, gosh. That Ryan went into Avery's bathroom and sucked on his toothbrush and left it there. Oh, gosh. That is disgusting. What a rivalry, man. What a rivalry. Unreconciled. You, you, you ought to know. Boom. Okay, guys. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. As again, rate, subscribe, resubscribe, review. Uh, as it's been another Bobcast, also a little housekeeping. So there will be a Bobcast next week, but the week after, I am actually in Argentina. So there is a possibility I might have one. Um, most likely not. And then following week is Thanksgiving, which Ooh. we are bumping right on. So there's a possibility there might be two weeks there without a Bobcast. I'll try and squeeze something in. It might not be a full production. Uh, but get something out. But we will be fully back next week. Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think you destroyed Elliot on Podcast Guests. I'm going to be honest. This was way more fun. Elliot, you suck. <laughs> and uh, thanks El- for coming. Elliot, we love you, man. And thanks, everyone. Thanks, Bobs, for having me. On to some fantasy football this weekend. All right, guys. This has been another Bobcast. And once again, as I close... Close us out. Peace out.